I promise y'all, this episode should have literally been out by now. It should have been out by now. But my microphones do not want me to be great. No. They don't. They never do. And we had an amazing first half um, already recorded. And I can say perform because we performed. I mean... I, I earned the mics my, were on. They just were trash. I mean, trash is an understatement. So bear with us. We're trying a new method here. Yes. So um, I did go into a bit of melody, a bit of song. Um, I hope life treats you kind, and I hope you get all you. Okay. Dream <laughs> And I wish my mic's job <laughs> and happiness. <laughs> but above all this, I want my refund. <laughs> I'll tell if I could tell you. How many microphones that I've purchased? Oh, child. I could be here a while because I now own over six. Over six? I own over six. I've only seen three. You haven't seen the one that I bought during the panty. Okay. You saw the two that I had. The first one that I bought, the very first one, is the most expensive one I have, and it clocked out on me when I was testing that shit. So, yeah, I. You could say it's like about six. It's close to six. I say close to six because it might be six, but it might be five. I'm not doing the math right now. Anywho, um, welcome to I'm Tired of Editing. We Need an Engineer 101. <laughs> welcome to Technology is the Devil 202. Welcome to If It Doesn't Happen Soon, I'm Going to Throw My MacBook Across the Room 100. Welcome to Bitch Don't Do That. That Cost a Lot of Coin 305. <laughs> Bitch, welcome to I Have Apple Care. 200. Welcome to When You's a Bad Bitch 607. <laughs> and as y'all saw, I won yet again. Um, welcome to a social experiment gone totally wrong. Yes, yes. Totally yes. wrong. Y'all all just sickened me in all new ways. But it's anywho, okay. my name is Lene. Okay, the host. Welcome that's back, yeah. It's been a while. Uh huh. She she missed you. Okay. Um. And today my Twitter handle is gonna be um. Montero's stepfather. Yes, Montero's stepfather. <laughs> and I am Marlon, your co-host, aka um Rough Ride Randy. Rough ride. Can you please elaborate on where that? It came just from? came to me, and I was just like, you know, why not? Rough ride, Randy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just—it sounds all the seedy, but I'm gonna let you rock. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna let you rock for right now. Yes, and this is yet another episode of Millennial Scolding that we like to call "Who, Who Raised You, Hoes." You know, and it's time to do some raising. But before we get to the mess. Let's just have a little bit of success. Um, let's listen to this music. Let's get into these headphones. Yes. Um, first and foremost, we had a big assignment that I had gave to my co-host. Huge assignment. And then, then I forgot to execute it from last episode. See? 
Y'all see how you do me? You put me under the pressure to listen to this. I, I know music. you and I know you. And I know. You turn around get and you it don't to, even do get, it. Get, get, get it together. All right. get, get it together. It's all right. It's all get, right. Get it together. I'm just saying. You forgot. First of all, I gave you three albums. And how many are you reviewing? Yeah, all right. I'm a, we, first of all, we're reviewing two albums. Three. Is it three singles? Three singles. Three two singles, albums. two albums. But I gave you two. I, I gave you those three albums. I'm doing a wonderful job. <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, okay? Listen. Just putting it out there. Listen. Honestly, truly. Joanne. Doing doing great. Where is Joanne? Where is she these days? Joanne, we miss you, girl. Come back to the world. You know, I I do miss my scamming videos. That's it. (laughs) But she probably scammed her way into some millions and she ain't fuck with us no more. That's what it is. Uh, Or she found her a sponsor. If she found her a sponsor, girl, work. Work. Go off. I'm rooting for you. That's it. So let's get let's start this off. First things first, we have Ari Lennox with pressure. Yeah. Put your eyes on me. Eyes on me, you find it. Pressure. <laughs> yes. What are you how are you feeling about pressure? Ari coming through with another Ari Bob as she always does. Um, as I stated before on the other recording. I didn't really get into chocolate pomegranate the way that I thought that I would. I will probably end up going back to listen to it again. But this feels very Ari to me. It's the formula that she has that works time and time again. The melody is great. Mm-hmm. The chorus is super catchy. Yes. The vocals are on. The mic is on, bitch. Yeah. The video and visual is super cute. It is very awesome, very black, and very lovely. And I just love it. I, I loved it. It was very playful. Mm-hmm. Very, it, it just was giving me the tributes that I needed. I'm referring to the visual. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mama had gave you the divas of pastimes for the yes. most part. Yes. And then one iconic tribute. I want to say that was Total. No, TLC. Oh, it was TLC. Yeah. Oh my God, that was No Scrubs. What am I talking about? Yes. Um, you had that. Of course, you had Diana Ross and the Supremes. That's right. She gave you Donna Summer. Yes, she did. The hair was teased. Like, it was the 80s teased, too. I love it. I love it. She looks so good. Yes. Though she always has, but I'm happy for her for being happy with herself mm. and getting to where she wants to be because you can you can see it. Like, she's exuding a confidence now that wasn't quite there at first. But, all right, we see you, girl, and I love you. I can't wait for this album. Okay. Purr. Purr. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into Chloe's Have Mercy. Booty so big, Lord have mercy. Yes, Chloe did that. Um, I gotta be honest, I was a little apprehensive because the tease the teaser was so long. Like we have been hearing just that part of that song. Oh yeah, since for her about a month now. It was like since her birth. Like the first time I remember her really teasing it, like on her profile, was mm-hmm. her birthday. That was okay. back in July. Oh shit! So it's been even longer. It's been even longer. And like, she was supposed to put it out in August. Right. But then they pushed it back. Um, I guess, I want to say they probably pushed it back because she had the VMA performance. Gotcha. Like, let's wait till you got to perform it. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll, you'll sell more. Sell yeah, more. well, you know, marketing is a thing. You know, and yes. since, um, that shout out to technology, because I was able to see she did chart in the Billboard Hot 100 at number 28. Work, Chloe! And actually, that's she charted higher than um, Do It, which was Chloe and Holly's biggest single. Wow. So. Yo, something about building anticipation. But the song, I really love the song. I'm glad that there was 
more to it than just that. Uh, lyrics, dope. Visuals, dope. Definitely a bop. These songs are really... I really wish that they did come out in summer because they are very summer bop heavy. But we will gladly carry her on because I can't wait to hear both of them. Well, I probably will never hear Ari Lennox in the club. But... This year that... Chloe, Chloe gave you treadmill music. Yes, she gave you. I'm sprinting. I'm doing my. I'm doing my squats and my lunges. Listen, squats and lunge music down. Okay, he said he liked that laugh. He's happy. Huh. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my ass on her level. That's all. Because it is big. I'm, I'm really honest. Can, can, she... can I get? Can I get the Source in the land of BBLs, child. I want a natural BBL. That's what I'm saying. A natural one. You know. Uh, what I did mention in the last um, recording that we did have, unfortunately, as we stated before, <sighs> technology is not on my side this week. And that's fine. That's fine because heads will roll when we're done. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> heads will roll. Right. Understand. I'm hanging on my. I'm speaking to the manager wig when I'm done here. I love it. <laughs> so what I was saying is, I wanted to, I want with the new R and B girls. I found a better way to word this. Mm-hmm. I want them to explore outside of songs about their buttocks mm-hmm. or just heavily sexual songs. Like I, I crave the time when it was. More sensual than explicit, if I make sense. Okay. Um, that's why I preferred pressure. Don't get me wrong, I, we love Have Mercy, but I prefer pressure because Sis was a little more sensual than he just like my laughy taffy. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say it. The young children, they love it, I'm sure. Like I said, it's wonderful treadmill music. I will be bumping it, but I can see me in the house getting ready to keep your eyes on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's really a matter of preference because Ari's lyrics were explicit. They just were more suggestive. And I believe that they have the bandwidth to make sensual songs, especially Chloe. Like, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the diversity in this album whenever she does drop it mm-hmm. because I know she's going to give us stuff that is... Vocally, it's gonna be amazing. I, yes. I can't wait for to hear what a ballad from her sounds like. It's gonna be fucking epic. So you know, I get what you're saying, but sex sales and it's what's on the market now, and the girls are serving it up fresh and hot. And that's a nice cut of meat. She you got know, it. You know, I'm gonna let you. It. I'm gonna let you rock. I'm gonna let you rock. I'm just saying. I'm gonna let you rock. I'm just saying. It's fine. It's totally fine. Sorry. It's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, next, we have Alicia Keys's "La La." Yes, bitch, light my incense. Okay, put a, pour put me a glass of wine. Run my bubble beef. Run my bubble beef. Light my candles. Okay. Turn the lights. Down. Put the demo on real low, right before you turn it off, and then turn on the song and get in the tub with your eucalyptus body wash. And the bubble bath. And your person. That. That's right. And your person. That's right. Only if the tub is big enough. 
Yeah, because y'all, some of y'all toes is just not big enough to keep it in. I need your knees to be submerged in the water with mine. If there's no water on the floor, we have a problem. We have a big problem because you didn't you didn't, you didn't gauge that right. You put too much water in there. You gotta put just enough. You have like you only put it the halfway. Listen, not even halfway because once we get in, it's gonna rise anyway. Like yeah. ice cubes in a cup. You gotta okay. measure that right. Measure it just right. I like Lala. It was very steamy. As a, honestly, Alicia has never like she's so she's never been vulgar. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Alicia's never been vulgar, but her hints at sexual activity has been fun. Mm-hmm. So, I just like I enjoyed In Common. In Common has to be, honestly, one of my favorite songs from Alicia in the past couple of years. Okay. I live and love In Common. I don't care what anyone has to say about it. We can fight about it, but we're not talking about In Common right now. We're talking about Lala. There we go. I give it a, you know, I can see me playing it um, in my... Take me to Pound Town playlist. <laughs> huh? Okay. You know? <laughs> <Excuse> me. <laughs> ha! You heard me. Everyone has a Take Me to Pound Town list. Listen, and it's no shade. You have everyone has a Pound Town. If you not, I shame no one. Look, if you don't have a Take Me to Pound Town, it's um Smother Me TV. Oh, I'm giving y'all so many ideas. So many ideas. Please go away. <laughs> There's gonna be someone that names their sex playlist Smother Me TV. I love it. I love it. Smother Me TV, Pound Town, Take Me to Pound Town. I'm trying to think of other creative names. Spank, bank, stank. Stank? That's it. Stank. Stank. Mm-hmm. Why? Yes, you gotta put some Spank, bank, stank on it. You create content. With a spank bank and put the stank on it with the music. That's it. That's all. Um, Cream Central. All right. You just talked about being vulgar. And then you're going to be straight up nasty. All right. Don't do that. Anyway, you liked it. Next album. You're nasty. But watch it actually be a playlist of yours name, Cream I mean, Machine. You know, I'll get even nastier than that, but we'll talk about that at a different time. Hotels coming soon, anyway. Uh, oh, that is a good question. Mm-hmm. Who are we bringing up for the hotels? We'll inside? talk about that offline next album. Oh, offline? Mm-hmm. You don't want y'all to hear it yet. Mm-hmm. Damn. Because y'all still listening to the woman Damien knows. I'm just going to throw that I out there. I do have an idea. But anyway. Continue. Okay, we're going to go on. So I gave Marlon an assignment for three albums. Yes, he did. Marlon. We only doing two? Yes, we are. The last one needs a re-listen. Didn't grab me. I want to give it a fair shot. So, so I'm not going to name what album that is. No. I'm not. No. But we're going to start with Yeba. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. We're going to start with Yeba because we feel as if it's only correct. We feel that Yeba is only correct to start our love affair with. How are we feeling about Dawn? We are loving Dawn. We are needing Dawn all the time. Yeba did her thing. Very long awaited for people that are fans. Fans of vocalists um, and vocalists alike that are aware of Yeba. We'll definitely enjoy this album. I did enjoy the diversity in this album. There's a lot of soul. There's some R&B notes in there, but there's also some folk, a little touch of country, mm-hmm. which I'm not normally prone to, but the way that she incorporated it was super, super dope. Um, honorable mentions go out to Boomerang, Same. My Shit, October Sky, 
my shit. Louis bag, my shit. Um, and the mm-hmm. album that I am adding to the soundtrack of my life, Distance. Ding, 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 ding. Child, that song is, it, that. it's a perfect song. It is a perfect I, song. I promise you, I can't tell you how many times I played Distance. Listen. Before this album even came out, yes. I cannot tell you how many uh-huh. times I played Distance. Yeah. To the point where we can sit here and riff at the end of the song together. Child, let me tell you something. This song is it's so bad that I can't listen to it less than three times. It literally. It's that addictive. Yes. It's beyond an earworm. You yes. just love the song naturally. A welcome one at that, because I'll continue to listen to that bitch. I love the um effect that she gave to the album because we didn't know what to expect with Yeba. We did not. And I was that was something that I was curious about when the album dropped because I was like, from the things that she had already put out, performances and collabs that she's already done, you didn't know where she was going to go with it. Mm-hmm. And I love that she gave us like this smorgasbord of different sounds and really highlighted highlighted her voice in every song. It was super dope. Uh, standouts for me had to be Boomerang, uh-huh. Dawn, mm-hmm. Love Came Down. All right. How did you skip Love Came Down? I didn't skip it. I just have to go back to it and remind myself of it. I'm sure that I liked it. Remind But, yourself, you know. I'm just saying. Let, let's not do that. <laughs> let's I'm not. Saying. And, of course, Distance. Yes. How could you not want to go into full-blown melody and riff and sing and do the high notes and listen for the horns that come and swing during your favorite And then part. I fucked around and I watched the lyric video she put out for it and found out the inspiration and where the song came from and then it took it to a whole nother level for me. It's it's perfect. It's, it is it what, is one of I didn't see the actual lyric video. What is the inspiration? So this song is actually about a guy that she was dating and she said that she knew from the start that it wasn't going to work out because he was more invested in the thought of her than actually the love that they were sharing. Oh. And that it got bad and to the point where they weren't talking, there was really nothing there. And the only thing that they did get right was the distance between them. So she decided to write this song and break up with him before they actually fought. Well... Yeah. Takes the song to a whole new level, child. Brand new meaning. I, I love it. Perfect song. I love it. Perfect perfection. I, I love it. But, you know, I'm endorsing it. Yeah. It just gets no better. I'm it's, with her. It's Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. with her. Absolutely. The next album I had him review was Montero. Yes! Call me when you want. Call me when you need. Mm. Call me by your name. I'll be on the way. Okay. Yes. <sighs> Montero. Let's I, let's talk about the things. I cannot express how proud I am of Lil Nas X hmm. in this moment. This album is great from start to finish. It is very, very, very good. There's an old adage that says that when artists put out their self-titled albums, they're usually the best ones. And Montero definitely is his first name. Yes, and this one is, it, it's no consolation. It's its definitely one of those albums. If you feel like his music is not for you or this music doesn't speak to you, I urge you to listen to it anyway because the story that he tells throughout this album is relatable across 
all genders, all love types, all folks, specifically queer folks, you're going to find yourself in this album at some point. So, I have to admit, I was a bit apprehensive to listen. Um, I did give Montero the opportunity, and I can say thoroughly, I appreciated the project. You know. You know what that is? What is it? Growth. Go away, Natasha. <laughs> um, I wanted to be. I first of all, can we please talk about the marketing for this album? First of all, the fact that this man went into full blown labor with his album, and they displayed it, and then the thing that took me out with the promo video is like it's pussy water everywhere. And it was him with like, I was like, wait, why did he just literally do y'all to understand that he is a marketing genius and he is showing himself to be an amazing advocate for LGBTQ causes mm-hmm. because he had the baby registr- registry for Montero mm-hmm. and you saw the same thread I saw yes and then which there were several different um, charities that you could donate to. It was like, yeah, some for the LGBTQ plus community and then yes. for um, BIPOC. Yes. Then, during his performance for the VMAs, one of his dancers had on a black scrubs outfit that had a number in red, and I believe, I'm just paraphrasing, I think it was like 412000 and some change, which was actually the number of people, of people living with HIV. Oh. Yes. I think in... can't remember what state it was in. But, like, the, these little things, the representation and, and him linking his music to different causes. The marketing is always on point. The man is a troll. He knows what he's doing. The Montero show right before it dropped at midnight... The photo shoots, the <laughs> fucking pictures with fucking Elton John, and uh, <gasps> he knows what he's doing. Okay, we can talk and, about this all day. Uh, I can't. And very briefly, the one thing that I did notice is that everyone's like, "Oh, he did this video where he's locked up in prison." Da da da. Like, did you also know that he donated to an actual an actual fund, like a prison fund? Yes. Did you also know, oh, he's running around, he's demasculating the black man, he's running around with a black a baby bump. Did you also know that he also, on Twitter, said actual pregnant people, because he couldn't say women, mm-hmm. if you're actually pregnant, screen, quote, um, basically, quote this tweet, mm-hmm. send a screenshot with you and your belly and your cash app handle, and he was sending people actual money. Yes, he was. He also donated $10,000 in Bitcoin. To anybody that retweeted their favorite three tracks from his album and then used the hashtag Lil Nas X Gives Birth and he would donate Bitcoin to you. I got $10 worth of Bitcoin in it. I haven't got anything yet, but I chose the art of realization. And there you go. Like, the man knows what he's doing. So, let's get into Montero real quick as we just point out the things that we like. Let's get into this album, shall we? Yes. It was very, very eclectic. Mm-hmm. I have to give credit when due. I thoroughly appreciated Montero. If I had to pick my favorites on the album, 
and I actually because I saw him perform this earlier today. Mm. I love Dead right now. Yes. I love Scoot with him and Doja. Yes. I love um, Dollar Sign Slime. Mm-hmm. I also love Sun uh, Sun Goes Down into yes. Void. Mm-hmm. And I also love Life at the Salem. And how could you not actually like Am I Dreaming? Yes, absolutely. <sighs> I really like this whole album. I do have my favorites as well that kind of mirror what you already chose. I also love That's What I Want a whole lot. One of Me with Elton John is actually a good song, too. Mm-hmm. Lost in the Citadel. I like that song. It's it's a solid album. I'm sorry. I, I, I get the rock influences that he threw in. Like, you hear... Like, it takes me back to a time in high school where I wasn't afraid, and I mean this respectfully, honestly and truthfully, when I used to have my Oreo days. Yes. Now, I call them Oreo days because most black people, we kind of don't want to admit sell out. Right. But we kind of live when we listen to... Um, some alternative pop or rock uh-huh. and I just sat and literally was like yo and I went down a rabbit hole recently and really went back and remembered all the um the white songs that I love and I'm like yo imagine if you can have a black pop star actually be able to make this type of music and then next thing you know we have Montero which I was thoroughly pleased with might I add he just came through with the things. He made your dreams come true. He did. On top of that, he was giving me very much reminiscent of Frank Ocean and Mother Loving and Andre 3000. Yeah. It's dope. I love it. Y'all should go listen to it. I'm actually going to go ahead and buy it today on okay. iTunes. And I would actually love to have this album on vinyl. Okay. You really, really would. It's a good piece of art, y'all. Get past the controversy. Get into the music. It's actually good. That's it. That's it and that's how. Them headphones is off. Yes. But it's time to... Uh, my my leg done fell asleep, child. You fell asleep. Oh, I gotta get up, wipe, and flush. It's time for scroll on. Let's scroll on in. Um, but first things first in our COVID announcements. That's right. It's time for some COVID announcements, y'all. That's right. What the hell is going on with Ronan now? So, the U.S. is to ease travel restrictions on fully vaccinated foreign visitors. I'm reading directly from CNN. This says the new rules will require all foreign nationals arriving in the United States to show proof of being fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. It goes on further to say the new rules would would take effect in early November, a timeline that would give agencies and airlines time to prepare. The lifting of blanket restrictions on travel to the United States from certain countries will come as welcome news to thousands of foreign nationals with families in the United States who have been kept apart for almost the entire pandemic. Okay. As someone that has traveled abroad thus far, mm-hmm. um, even during the panty, mm-hmm. how do you feel about this? I feel like they sick of y'all shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also feel like this is opening up First of all, we live in a world of capitalism over here in America, and y'all know what this means. You're opening it up in November so you can open up the money ways for all the airlines for folks to start traveling for the holidays. That's what it is. Like many things with this Panic at the Disco, it is very premature. Mm-hmm. I understand that people need to see their folks, and I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's stopped a lot of folks, but I'm speaking from an American perspective. So, And places that I haven't been, I don't know how they work. Though I've, I know some people that have traveled to different countries and stuff while all this is going on. So 
I don't know why they're making it seem like we haven't been able to go anywhere because people have been going a little bit everywhere, but I digress. <laughs> I just I just hope that people are like, because I went to Mexico and I hope that people in other countries are handling it like Mexico did. Mexico was very much like, girl, you have to be tested before you leave. And if you're positive, then prepare to quarantine for 14 days and then you can go home. Um, I have friends that went to Jamaica and they said it was the same exact thing. That's it. You cannot leave if you have a positive test result. You cannot leave if you have not been tested. So, sorry about it. Y'all will be alright. Y'all gonna be alright. And actually, that is all I have for COVID announcements this week. Just Thank one. God, because... Normally, COVID announcements take a majority of the show. Yes. So, it's time to get into the meat and bones of this. Mm-hmm. You know... First things first, let's start with the versus battle. Mm-hmm. So you already know it was Fat Joe versus Ja Rule. Okay. And let's get into what actually took place during this battle. Let's do it. So we had two rivaling exes that appeared on stage at the same time. Not rivaling, but two exes, because <laughs> you know how media likes to play it out. Oh my gosh, your exes are in the same place. How are they going to react? Are they going to fall back in love? Oh my God. Grow up. They're two grown ass people. Yes, if you guys not know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Nelly and Ashanti. Okay. So when Nelly came out on the set, he was on the left side of the stage. Ashanti was like on the right in the cut almost. And he walks from one side of the stage all the way to the opposite just to speak to Ashanti and give her a hug. Okay, well, that's good. So they both confirmed, as we all know, they're both in different relationships now. However, there's no bad blood between the two. They're still cordial. Good. Then you had Little Mo, who got upset at something Fat Joe said. And when he called, uh, he said directly to Ja Rule, you got any more crusty bitches back there that you want to bring out? Now, can we keep in mind, this is, before you hear his buttle, because I have to explain this, mm-hmm. this is hip-hop we're talking about. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when it's a sport, it's not just a genre, it's still a sport. So, yeah, she will still face a some scrutiny when it comes to disrespect. Does that mean it is correct? Absolutely not. However, it comes with the territory. So, the thing that everyone misses, especially when there's a rap versus, yes, they might, spe- especially New York, they may say things back and forth to each other, but one thing you will notice by the end of that show, they're, like, literally right underneath one another closing out the show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always respect. So... <clears throat> Little Mo took personally what took personal, excuse me, what Fat Joe said and mm-hmm. what basically wanted a genuine apology. So Remy comes in and basically lets her know, not understanding why we're upset here. Like this Joe basically came up to you and said, I hope you weren't offended with anything I said. You, oh. Like basically he already apologized, but you wanted oh. a genuine public apology. Sure. So it was like, it kind of became drug out. Even Vita was like, I'm trying to understand why you were trying to apologize. I'm like, this is a rapper saying this to you. You have two rappers telling you this is how it goes. Like, they're not disrespecting you personally or trying to attack you. It's just the sport that comes with hip-hop. But see, my thing is, Momo, if he already apologized to you, why are you dragging it, sis? I could see if he said it and then... Gave no resolve mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. But learning that he actually already apologized to you. He apologized to her. 
at the versus battle. He apologized to her when she first wanted a genuine apology. He apologized in the comments. Then it got to a point where he sent her flowers and then on IG Live even apologized to her. So. This is what I'm saying. I'm like. Lamar, are you happy now? She's saying they're good now. I'm like. But you were never a crusty bitch to begin with and you already know you're not a crusty bitch. It's, so. it's literally a case of if, literally, if. If the shoe fits. That's the best way I can describe it. If the shoe fits. Because why would you be up in arms if you're not crusty? I mean, I get it. We I get it. I understand and it. And we don't take disrespect and all that. But if that man apologized to you that day. Multiple times. more than Mo- He apologized multiple times. Right. But- Child, move on. Cause, you know, I, I'm trying to give you the news that you can. I use. know, but that one, I'm done. Cause that don't make I, that's a lot, girl. I, what? Anyway, so you also know my one of my favorite. This award season is coming. Y'all know how I get. I get so happy. Oh. <laughs> I get so happy. You should have saw the Chevy y'all did. Y'all, y'all missed it. So the Met. No, not the Met. We're gonna hold off on the Met. So, the Emmys took place, Mm -hmm. and I remember mentioning, because we're going off recollection just a tad, I remember mentioning one of my favorite Ben shows that I watched during the pandemic was I May Destroy You. Yes. So, it won for writing. It won for writing, and of course, it was dedicated to the victims of sexual assault. Michaela's a genius. Michaela is a fucking genius. She really is. She is super talented. That girl did the fuck out of that show. She amazing. She literally, and the, one of the main things that she pushed when she accepted the um, her Emmy was write things that scare you. Mm. Sometimes you need to know how to write certain things that scare you, and even when you get into a certain place, acknowledge something that might be dark. Because that show exposed a double standard, especially when it comes to sexual assault and rape between men and women, just like C.S. Madison had pointed out when it comes to y'all uproar when it comes to same-sex performances. But that's a conversation for another time. Another time and another episode. But yes, Michaela is amazing. That woman wrote 192 drafts of that show before she finished it. 192? 192 drafts. And if you watch I May Destroy You, that's a lot of writing to that's have to do. That's a lot. Because that the show was so detailed and intricate. To know that she went over that shit like 192 times before she actually put it out, that's dedication. And it, it shows them. Look at the material. It shows look the work. If you have not watched it, like I said, it is a definitely a hard watch, but a necessary one at the same time. Yes, so true. please, if you haven't, please go watch I May Destroy You. Absolutely. So, let's get into things that were destroyed. Mm-hmm. Tia and Tiny will not be facing sexual assault charges in California. Want to know why? Yeah, so why. So, it's coming from page six. Prosecutors from the Los Angeles um, District Attorney's Office found that the allegations in which a woman claims that the couple drugged and sexually assaulted her in 2005 has surpassed the statute of limitations according to documents obtained by page 6. Without the strength and weakness of evidence being evaluated, the case is declined due to the expiration due to expiration the statute of limitations the court record showed. Now, I took it upon myself to 
look up California's limitations. You actually had 10 years to come forward. Hmm. And also, if I'm not mistaken, from the same research, it showed you had like three years to show in case you have like any illness or anything came up as a result as well to be able to file a lawsuit. Got you. So, unfortunately, this is the side of the law that actually works against people and hopefully these victims see some sort of justice. However, in this case in particular, it won't be happening right now. The reason, and like I had pointed out to Marlon off air, the difference between people like T.I. and Tiny and people like Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein is though those statutes limitations had fell out, they did class, like, it was like class action lawsuits right. that were taken out against them, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. But until that takes place for T.I. and Tiny, they ain't going nowhere. So, child, I just want y'all to know T.I. and Tiny, honey. You better hope don't no other girls come forward. So, let's get into the Met Gala. Let's do it! I loved everything about it. But, it, of course, you know, you had everyone else off theme. It, it happens every Met Gala at this point, so it's to be expected. Every Met Gala, you have at least majority of them now off theme. Yeah. I mean, Sierra 8. Sierra yes. 8. She usually does. She usually does. She's been doing a good job at the Met. Uh, who loves H? I love Kim Kardashian's look. I don't know about that one, but it was alright, I guess. <laughs> I actually liked it, truth be told. Yes. Another one of my favorites was Yara Shahidi. Yes, she looked nice as well. Yes, she did. And her, her literal, literal tribute to Dorothy Dandridge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. Yes, super dope. I liked it. Uh, people that were not on theme that I enjoyed. Lil Nas X, not on theme, but good. I mean, yeah, three outfits. Yes. <laughs> Over the top, super gay. His first Megala work. That Look last nice. bodysuit, though. Yeah. That last that, that Versace bodysuit. Absolutely. Wait, wait a minute, bitch. Absolutely. Let you me give you a body. Let me give you body real quick. Uh, people that were on theme or person that was on theme that was a standout to me was fucking Iman. Bitch. Yes. That woman is timeless beauty. Y'all can't take her. And it was everything. People I didn't understand for once, and I was very surprised, and maybe some fashionista can explain to me later, but Rihanna. Rihanna. This was a miss for Rihanna. And it was the first miss I ever seen with Rihanna in the Met Gala because she normally shines for the Met Gala. Well, keep in mind, you guys, that this is like a prelim Met Gala because it's going to be returning during its original time in May 2022. So we're about to do this all over again. So she has way more time to redeem herself. I think she didn't take this one as seriously because it was like a a kind of throwaway, it feels like. But well. Here's what happened the day of the Met Gala. What's that? There was a very noted celebrity that made haste to not attend the Met Gala. Oh, God. If you guys are wondering who I'm talking about, it's one, the only, Nicki Minaj. Hmm. Now, can I please have a moment before we start talking about Nikki and why everyone is just up in arms with Onika right now? Talk about it. So, Nikki had put out a tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I think she put out this tweet 
during the Met, um, during the Met Gala, mm-hmm. I can say where she basically said that she won't be attending the Met Gala right. due to the actual rule that they have to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So she on her actual, she basically went on to excuse me for one second, y'all. I. <clears throat> She went onto her actual Twitter and said that she will not be taking the vaccine. Yes. So let me pull up the actual tweet. I got it right here. They want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, I'll let's be safe. Wear a mask with two strings that grasp your face and nose, your head and nose, not the loose one. Mm-hmm. How did y'all misinterpret that into saying that she basically said that she's an anti-vaxxer? Literally, let, let's rewind, because I promise you, this is the time where I feel like Cleo Chapra. Uh, Chapra. <laughs> let's rewind, because apparently comprehension was not in your English courses. No. Again, if I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. Next sentence. Very next sentence. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. Period. Period. Now, I will not be getting the vaccine. She said once I've done enough research. Can, can, I, can I please? Can I please? Real quick? Please do. Can I go for it? Because I ain't got it. Can, can I, 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 I ain't got it. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. I, I ain't got I, it. I might be a while. L- uh, let them hoes have it. Because I don't have it. I don't have it. I'm still trying to figure out why this is a thing when... If you are not vaccinated, mm-hmm. but your reasoning is you feel as if you need to do more research. And what research are y'all doing? But continue. What research are y'all doing? Because every day, literally Don Lemon summed it up along with um, Stephen A. Smith, and they summed it up very well. What research are y'all doing? If you're the same person, and I'm speaking personally, if you're the person that, if you're going to an emergency room and they give you a, uh, they give you a prescription or something to tell you what they want you to take, and as soon as the nurse walk away, you're that type of person that's on your phone, on Google, looking up what they're trying to give you, power to you, because I expect you to do this. Right. You're that person. But if you've never done that, you barely question half of the things you put into your body, this is the one time you care. When half of you go get your BBLs, do you give a fuck? Because that is a life-threatening surgery. And y'all still go get them. And y'all still go get them. But did you research that? Because I promise you, half of you wouldn't have did it. So, uh, oh, wait, there's more. Okay. Besides that, you have some children that want to get body enhancements on their body so bad. And please make sure that you note that we are not shaming anyone that has gotten any type of surgical enhancement. You girls will sit here and go into a hospital, a hospital, a hotel room, and get literally anything injected into your behind to make it bigger. But you're questioning the vaccine. Y'all hoes used to put tire filler into your thighs and your ass. Fix a flat. Let me be proper with it. You will put fix-a-flat into your body, but your question is vaccine. Make this make sense. Oh, child. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted with having to talk to y'all about this. I really am. Because it's dumb at this point. Y'all are finding every excuse not to get it. What's your alternative, sis? 
What is it? You just want to die. That's the one that I ask all the time. I respect your decision, but what's your alternative? What is it? Because nobody has an alternative. The things that you say don't make any sense. I don't know what they're putting in there. You don't know what they're putting in a lot of shit. You don't know what they're putting the chicken at, at, at your favorite chicken spot, but you eat it every day. Every fucking day. You don't know what they're putting in the makeup you put on your face, but you make sure that face is stamped before you leave out the house. Every day. You don't... Uh, please, we are long gone from the days that people used to sit on the toilet and read labels and shit. It just don't happen like that no more. Y'all are not doing that for real. So what is your alternative? Did you also know half of the things that you use on a daily basis do not have approval from the FDA? And I still don't understand that because y'all wanted it to be government approved, but you don't trust the government. The one time that you shouldn't be trusting it, you ought to want to trust the government. I'm exhausted. I'm done. <laughs> Mind you, and this is the part where I have to agree with her, because she never once said, I'm not getting it, and y'all shouldn't either. But they ran with this narrative, and this is where I have to agree with her. Like, you had Joy Reid that ran, and said, like, the thing that bothered me with Joy Reid is that she literally sat on it in front of a camera. They pant alongside of her two white men and you're shunning her? Like, you gotta understand where it's coming from now. Now you can't even say, I'm gonna do my research. You're trying... She's telling her followers, 22 million people not to get the vaccine. Where did she say not to get it? Where did where did she say not to get it? You have Joy Reid, Megan McCain. Girl, we haven't cared about her <laughs> since she was on the view, and we're just glad and we don't see her every in. fucking day. You have all these people jumping down her throat. Then wait, it gets better. It gets so much better There's because me. then she they tried to say that when she said that she got an invitation to the White House, they said, "Oh no, they wanted to get her in contact." With one of the, I think they said one of the representatives with Dr. Fauci, so he could answer to her questions in regards to the vaccine. Mm. Huh? What? And she's insistent, like, no, they invited me. I'm like, no, I believe you, actually. I believe they invited you. They just didn't want it to become, they wanted to be, like, on some pop-up surprise type situation. Mm. Nicki Minaj is in the studio. She's talk- uh, is here. She's talking with Dr. Fauci now about the vaccines. But the thing that bothers me the most is you literally had, and I'm not even going into all the details about what transpired. All y'all need to know is you literally picked what you wanted from those tweets and ran with them. And she's actually very accurate and said it. The issue that I have is you have people that, like we said, do no ounce of research whatsoever. Why is it that the bards have a whole protest down in Atlanta? Child, I saw that and I was un- see, and this is this is the type of research y'all doing. You read what you wanted, Nikki you took the, what you want from excuse, it. Excuse me, hold on a second. Nikki is the queen of rap. We have a right to be questioning about the validity of these vaccines. Nobody is asking the questions. Aaron McGruder, where are you? Like, you, <laughs> this you is really it, some bulldog type said shit. It, you said it, and I just uh I hope that the show is still being remade because uh, uh, we, we need you right now. We really do. Because it's like y'all are really willing to look stupid. The like jokes are right. You did not ask or pose these questions before this woman said anything. Now you have a full blown protest. 
They need to answer our questions when it comes to the vaccine. They've been answering them for months. They've been answering them for months. They put all the material out in front of you. It's literally there for you to review. Do what you need to do. But stop coming up with excuses. This is the time when you'll hear me say it. Get off of your ass and do what needs to get done. Because you're going to be pissed when they start mandating that it's actually mandatory. Just say you don't want to do it. Just say, just say that. Just, just, just say that. As people that had COVID before, and trust me, I was out for the count for eight motherfucking days. I know. I went wishing on my worst motherfucking enemy. And you know what? Somebody brought this up on Twitter, and I'm, I'm done with this because it's just stupid. Exhausting. They brought up how this sounds just like back in the 80s when people were protesting and pissed about having to wear a seatbelt. They showed all those clips from the 80s of people literally saying that they weren't going to wear a seatbelt. And then when asked what happens if you get into an accident, oh, well, you know, if I die, I die. But I'm not going to wear a seatbelt. Y'all just don't like being told what to do. Y'all don't. Y'all act like brats. It makes absolutely no sense. But it's one thing I want y'all to do before we all uh, move on, because I promise you I'm going to be done with it. Remember I said I made a, a really good observation? Mm-hmm. So, if I'm not mistaken, I want to make sure that I'm very accurate and very correct with what I'm about to say, because I need the dates from this. Oh, yes. So, prior to this whole thing taking place where... Nikki is going out in the open. She's questioning the vaccine and mm-hmm. this and the third. Guess what happened three days prior to that? Because <clears throat> remember I said I made an observation and I forgot to make it. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make it today. Because I'm tired of the shit. So. This was, Nikki put those tweets out on the 13th, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what was reported on the 10th? What? Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, pleads guilty to failing to register as a sex offender. When will y'all not understand? Every time now that she gets in front, like on Twitter, on social media, decides she wants to have a photo shoot, decides she wants to put out that she's about to drop a song, it's literally to deflect from her husband making headlines. Wow. It is to deflect. He... Literally plead pled guilty, which means he's about to do time. Sure. <sighs> I'm reading directly from Rolling Stone. I wanted to make sure I was correct. Petty has previously um, pled not guilty to the charge, but changed his plea in court documents filed in California Thursday, September 9th. He will return for court sentencing. Well, for a sentencing hearing on January 24th, Petty is required by law to register as a sex offender after being convicted for first-degree attempted rape in New York in 1995. Kenneth was 16 at the time and nearly and served nearly four years in, state penit- in a state penitentiary. So, and when y'all go up for Miss Minaj, make sure you also highlight this. Because, like I said, all of that was to basically deflect from this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I got one more thing before we move on, because everything else to me, I'm just sorry. I didn't have the energy, nor did I care. That gave me anxiety. Um, I don't know if you guys did it already. However, iOS 15 is out. I do like my new text message, especially when I send pictures and a lot of them or whatever. You know you can flip through pictures now. Oh, wow. Instead of, like, just being like, oh, this is hot. Like, no, you can flip through it like it's cards. Oh, okay. I, I did my update, but I haven't. You can face. You can actually add an Android users to a group FaceTime now. Okay. They get sent the link and they actually get to join in on your FaceTime conversation. Very cute. Very it's cute. a cute update. Make sure y'all update. Okay. And if y'all decide to get the thirteen, just know it looked like the twelve. It looks exactly like the twelve. And then they always claim the battery is better. It ain't. I mean, I love Apple. Don't get me twisted, but try iPhone batteries need some love. Some love, some affection, some attention. Mm. Mm. With that being said, it's, it looks like we need to refill these cups real quick. That's right. And we will be right what back. Uh, friend. Yes. So, guess what? What happened? I was inside the inbox for our listener letters. Okay, okay, okay. What happened? It's still there. It's still there. It's still there. What is going on? It's still there. It's nothing. It's nothing there. What? 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 What do I gotta do? What do I? What do I have to do? Like seriously? Like y'all can't even send like a letter to suggest what you would like to see in order for us to get a letter from you. Like, is that what we need to do? I feel like we're begging at this point. That feels really tacky, and I don't like it. But I don't. But we know you listening. Hello. And we know y'all be kicking on the conversation because you keep coming back, and we want you to come back. But we also want your participation. So, with that said, ask W R Y. H podcast at gmail.com. Okay. You want you want us on your show? D- Ask W R Y H podcast at gmail.com. You know where this slot is technically, you know it could be advertisement for a product. Yes. For an event. Yes. Something along those lines. All the things. If you want us to plug your music and your artists and you trying to get on. Y'all know we love music. You hello. So, this is a prime slot for you. You know. Prime slot. I mean, but y'all don't hear us, though. Y'all don't. Know. So, listen. Let me help y'all out real quick. What okay? I, listen to letters. Tell them what it is. XWRYHpodcast at gmail.com. And if you don't want to use the email, bitch, you can also slide in the DMs on WRYHpodcast on the IG. The Twitter. The Twitters as well, ho. Okay. And also, because we, I, I see some of y'all starting to leave us reviews. We love it. We love to see it. We love to see it, but we need more. We need more of those. That's right. Half of us, the half of you guys that listen, listen on Apple Podcasts. So here's what y'all do. Okay, we'll y'all we'll go to the show. Uh-huh. You want to go see more, more episodes? You go all the way down to the bottom. It shows right. the ratings. Uh-huh. We need five. That's five stars. Five stars. Give a, give us a good review. Make it nice. Make it pretty. You know, tell us how you feel. Do something. Let the girls know what you enjoy, what you like, so they can listen to it. Okay, and that—that's all I got. I'm not. I'm done. I'm not crying no more about this. We ain't gonna cry no more. No, we not. Not at all. Thank you. Bye. Man, we are back. That's right. We are back, and y'all know what the fuck time it is. Uh, I'm a drink. It is time to stir this 
pot. Oh, gosh. All right, the flame is hot and the water is boiling. It is time to add these ingredients. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? You know, I'm as ready as it's going to get. All right. Don't be so, you know, down about it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm promised. We're going to have a time. We're going to have a time. We're going to have a time? We're going to have a great time. Fine. We always do. Fine. It's good. It's fine. Totally fine. So, all right. So, first topic up. Drake versus Kanye. But not how you think. Okay. All right. So I was scrolling the interwebs and checking out my faves, and I came across a video from The Consciously. Yes. You guys don't know about The Consciously. That brother is great. We love The Consciously here. At all times. Love him. Research, not me, search. Okay. And he had a video on TikTok where he talked about color politics in the black community. Now, the way that he started off the conversation was he showed a clip of this light-skinned dude Mm -hmm. saying that dark-skinned men had to explain this. And he moved, and it was a picture of Lil Nas X. Mm -hmm. Thus saying, y'all been calling light-skinned niggas soft for so long. Here you got this gay dark-skinned dude. Blah, 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 yackety-smackety. They know know that this had to equate to skin tone, but okay. That part. So, consciously went into it, did a deeper dive, but made me want to bring that conversation here. Because, you know, colorism within the black community has run rampant as far back as any of us can remember. It's been a thing. Listen, and the division by skin shade is something that's evolved in many ways, from romantic and sexual attraction to levels of strength. So, let's dig into this conversation a little bit. So, have you ever subconsciously judge or assume anything about someone based on their skin tone? Black folks specifically. No. No? Mm-mm. Do you have anybody in your family that's like color struck, colorist, anything like that? Mm, I think we're colorists and we don't realize it. It's like innate. Talk about that. Because we automatically I hate to say it we automatically draw the people that are like of a lighter complexion. Really? In what ways? We always kind of. This is why I love School Days so much. It's one of my favorite movies, by the way. Come on. Um, it's kind. I love how Spike Lee tackled the color, uh, the topic of colorism. Excuse yes. me. And we've been like, it goes to show you how far back it goes. Mm-hmm. Like it goes back to slavery times, and we always felt like those of us that are mixed or fair skin or lighter or anything lighter automatically we feel as if they're superior mm-hmm. almost so and naturally it's kind of like unlearning that behavior is we automatically look at someone as of a lighter complexion like ooh, they're more attractive mm-hmm. type situation mm-hmm. so i think all of us are slightly a little bit cut we deal with some spats of colorism okay now i know for my family um, there are a few family members that I know are color struck for real. Like I have a cousin that does not date black girls at all. I hate girls. Doesn't date black women at all. I mean, to each his own. We don't yuck anyone's yum, but I hate black girls. And mind you, like he's dated white women, Asian. He's got a child by an Asian woman. Uh, I think. He's dating uh, a woman of Latin experience now, but white passing Latin experience. Of course. And it's just, it's, 
it's weird to me. And then also, so in immediate family, we have a running joke that is colorism at its best. And I realize that it's a thing, but we do it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. my nana is the eldest? No, not the eldest. Second eldest of four. And she, I call, we, myself and her sister, my great aunt, mm-hmm. call her our white lady. Because she is light bright and almost white, hazel green eyes. And the rest of her brothers and sister, her brother and sisters are all dark skinned, mm-hmm. like chocolate dark. But we always joke about that. And then on top of that, what I find very interesting is that her attitude, the way that she carries herself, reflects that. Like, you can tell my not on nothing. She's got a, an air to her that is very reminiscent of somebody that. Could possibly be white passing from time to time. Hmm. Now, she's a great person. She knows she's black. We don't have no issues with that. But just saying, like, as I'm looking at the situation, even the way that she carries herself kind of makes me wonder when she was growing up, did they, did she experience that kind of light skin privilege when she was growing up? Because she grew back in the time of segregation and high racism and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's really, really interesting. So let me ask you this: Do you have a preference when it comes to what shade of black man you're dating or attracted to, and what does that desire originate from? Where does that desire originate for you? You know what? I promise you, if you could ask me this during the, like before the pandemic, I would have said I prefer a fair skinned person. Mm. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm gonna own my form of toxicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, me now does not make make or break me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't care what anyone says for some odd reason. It's just something that is touched in a dark skinned man. Mm-hmm. Mm. You gotta love chocolate. Mm. You gotta love it. You know, her skin got shit on now. <laughs> it's so, I don't know what it is, but I honestly, it doesn't, it's no longer a preference, mm-hmm. I can say. So what, what was it back then? Um, I guess you could say it was like self-loathing almost because my complexion goes up and down. Okay. So I always was like, I wanted to be lighter. Like I had those type of issues with self-identity at one point. Okay. Like I want to be lighter. If you honestly at a certain point, I'm not even gonna say the age. If you would have gave me the option to bleach my skin, I probably would have did it. Okay. I'm so gonna, I'm not gonna lie. So where did that come from then? Like what what contributed to those feelings of like wanting to be lighter back in those days? Society. Society. Oh, okay. People, I, people I went to school with. They all like. I was one of those kids. I was like. Ugh. Of course, every kid, everybody wants attention at some point. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you find out that people that are lighter skin get all the attention, mm-hmm. it's like, bitch, I want some of that. The fuck? Very interesting. Okay. Uh, listen, I'm being honest. Yeah, I get it. And I appreciate that. Because I, I know that a lot of people out there probably have that same experience. But I, I would have never thought that about you. So I, Yeah. At a certain point, I used to hate it. Like... I purposely would hate the beach because I didn't want to get darker. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got you. I mean, you know, because I knew you used to like your little light skin thing back in the day. I I, I knew about your love for the light lights. I but mean, it's, it's, right. it's my kryptonite at this point. I promise you, 
it's it does not matter, but it's one thing that I probably will never get over. Me and Hazel Eyes are just the work of the... It's not going to work. Child. It will destroy me. I, you know what? And I just... I'm glad that you said that because that segues into my preferences <laughs> and shit. So I've always loved dark skin men. Mm-hmm. Always. I've always been very opposed to light skinned men. Well, friend, I can say this because you are of lighter complexion. <laughs> I'm not light skinned. You, listen, you're light brown and it's okay. I'm a caramel complexion. You are... Listen, very much. You listen. You could be a little almondy. You could be a little almondy. We're almondy. Oh, they just going to use you. They just going to use you. Even with this, even in that conversation, it's really interesting, and I've tried to like check myself on that because, first of all, this is double edged sword for me because different people have different. Um, ideas about what light skin is and what dark skin is. Mm-hmm. And when people try to call me light, I'll be like, I'm, I am not light skin. I know light people. Friend. I am not light skin. I don't Friend. care what you say. You, you can, you're not going to win this. You're going to win. Just because you're a few shades darker than fair. I'm more than a few shades you're, darker than you're fair. Still, you're still, I'm a hot four from fair. A hot four? Yes, which is not fair. I'll take three. No, bitch. Faith Evans is light-skinned. Alicia Keys is light-skinned. Okay. I am not light-skinned. We're not going to argue about this. We're not. We're just not. You want to argue. No, no, I don't. I'm stopping you right now. No, you want to argue because you're trying to bait me more. We're not going to do this. Anyway, so... I would never bait you. Everyone that has... Listen to this show and listens to it all the time. Knows that he's a bald faced fucking liar right now. I want y'all to timestamp this, and I want y'all to find episodes where he has baited me and literally said that he loves to troll. Anyway, so I would never troll you. Stop what? fucking lying. Anyway, moving along because he's laughing right now because he know what he's doing. So my dad, who is a chocolate man, who was a chocolate man, used to say all the time. Never date them light skin with funny color eyes because they're crazy. Y'all know it's the truth. Y'all know it's the truth. Some of y'all have been ruined by an old light skin, light bright, almost white, hazel green eyed motherfucker. He ruined your life. You know it. You know it. You know it's true. I plead the fifth. See, exactly. And you just said it. That's I what I'm talking about. Fifth. But I think that it's interesting because. When we talk about colorism, I feel like we focus a lot on the part where the lighter is superior and then the dark is supposed to be inferior. Mm -hmm. And we don't pay attention to the reverse of that, which is me having a preference for darker people and not really liking light-skinned people. You know... It's like championing the quote-unquote oppressed... But it's still colorism, and it's like, well, like you're kind of like you gotta you got a dog in this fight in that like that's kind of toxic. And it's not that it's not that I cannot find light skinned men and or people attractive. It's just that if I'm as for me in my house, I'm not gonna do it. And my life was ruined by a light skinned funny color motherfucker, and I will never let it happen again. <sighs> <laughs> the devil. So let me ask you this. So how do you think we can overcome and completely 
disengage from these politics? Like, is it something that we have the power to do, do you think? No. No? I'm going to say no because we've been dealing with it longer than we've been alive. That's true. We've been dealing with it way longer than we've been alive, and unfortunately, because of the fact that our people do not want to grow past this dumbass mentality, it's not going anywhere. I don't think that we don't want to grow past it. I think that it's hard for us to grow past it because it's been ingrained in us for so long. True. Very true. Yeah. But I I don't, because I have, I'm both sides of the spectrum, Mm. and what happens to people that fall dead smack in the middle? What happens to those people? You end up just riding it out. Just like, damn. Like, uh, really? We gonna have to talk about this now? I mean, white supremacy at its best. It's happening. I, I don't. I think it's gonna be hard to dismantle it too. Although it makes me wonder if it was a thing before we were brought to the states. And I know there's probably no way that I can get that answered right, right away, but... You won't. I, I, I wonder, I'm very curious about that, and I wonder if I could do a deep dive and find out that information. I'm not sure where to start on that, though, but I'm curious about that. It sounds like you put yourself on the wrong homework, man. I did, I did, I did, I did. You did, you put yourself off the wrong work. Yes. All right, so we're going to move on to the next topic. Yo, what up? Hi! Let's talk about Code switching. So, shout out to Chase Cassidy over at the Cookout Podcast and Chase in Your Face on YouTube. Y'all get into it. It's a dope show. Chase is great. We love you, Chase. Yes. So, I was watching Chase in Your Face. It was released, it's released on Mondays on YouTube. And he had two of um, his family on the show. The running guest, one of them is the co host for another podcast that he produces and all this other stuff. Um, they were having a conversation about bromances between straight and gay folks, so forth and so on. But then they got to code switching, and it made me think about code switching within the gay community. Oh, I see as a gay black man, there are many dynamics of code switching Ooh. that we will do from day to day. But I'm intrigued to know mm. about your code switching between yourself and other gays, specifically masculine presenting gays, your good Judies. And white gays. Give me the categories again. So, masculine presenting gays. Hey, what's up? Your good Judies. Hey, friends. White gays. Hey, girl, yeah. See, and that's why I did what I did. So, <laughs> so, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, my first question, you kind of answered it, but let's elaborate on it. Do you find yourself co-switching between these three different folks? And what is the difference between them for you? I'm just going to say there's, of the three categories you just named, I personally barely feel the need to co-switch for one. Really? Tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a conversation off the show. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, I don't feel the need, like, I no longer feel the need to per se code switch but you see what I just did when he before he even mentioned it the way he categorized it I already knew my greetings for each category mm-hmm. so it's sad we have to but sometimes we do we don't necessarily have to though I think that it just comes naturally you do I do you do I do it yeah. comes naturally and it's it is a again you... it's 
a societal pressure thing. You can code switch for me. We I don't? No. You don't think so? No. I don't think that you've seen me around we've never been around and engaging with white gays together. And then you also have we've not been around masculine or quote unquote I hate to use this term, but to be very literal. Thug out gay dudes. I think I have. That don't use lingo, gay slang, or anything like that. So, yeah. You haven't and then seen the funny part, and then the funny part is when you do hang around those, you end up switching back. Like, you end up switching back into a different code. Like, because you kind of break code. It's like, yeah. damn, I broke code and he yeah. hurt me. Yeah. But, so for me, I find myself code switching between these three different dynamics but for different reasons and it's and for me I feel like honestly for two of them i.e. in masculine settings or with masculine guys and with my good Judy's those I consider parts of me because I'm a very fluid person energetically anyway mm-hmm. but when it comes to white gays It's something that I really want to break about myself because I don't want to code switch for white gays in white spaces. I really don't want to code switch with white folks, period. I don't. But it's one of those things that is so ingrained in my system that it's like, it's autopilot. Like, as soon as the interactions begin, I flow right into it. And and for me, it's because I match people's energy. Mm-hmm. So... Being in the midst of... And keep in mind, I don't interact with white gays like that. It is very seldom that I'm in spaces with white gays. I have a white child, but she don't count because she only date black men. And no, she don't. She doesn't co-switch or try to act gay. Act black, but she don't count. So, but like, talking about white gays, stereotypical, twinks at the bar, that sort of thing... I've never, I'm very seldom in those spaces. But when I do encounter white gays, I find myself code switching. And that's something that I want to change. I don't know what it's going to take to change it, Mm. but that's something that I do want to change. So let me ask you this. Go ahead. So what is your interaction like with masculine and or quote unquote straight acting gays? You talk to them kind of normal. Almost not complete normal, but normal minus the the zest. Define normal. How we're talking right now. Mm. Remove the zest. Not the zest. What zest? What is the zest we're talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta remove the zest. So, so, let me, so, so let me ask you this. Go ahead. As a car carrying bottom. Uh, first of all, car carrying is an insult to someone like me. How? And why? I am one of the founding members of the house. Oh, well, excuse me. I'm sorry. As a founding member of the Legion of Bottoms, darling. Damn right. Would you say that your interaction with masculine gays comes from a space of desire? Yes. You you adjust to make yourself more... Attractive or more desired by the masculine gay man. Yes. Oh my god. 
Why, friend? Why? Because it's something about a deep baritone in your ear. Let me explain <laughs> something, okay? But you can still have that. Why do you have to... Why do you feel like you have to or go into a space of conversing or code switching with these guys when that's really not you? First of all, it very much is me. I just want them to tell me... what I want them to have a conversation while they're speaking into my ear. Because see what happens when they start speaking into my ear. Mm-hmm. It just, it does something, okay? <laughs> I mean, but first of all, if they want you, they want you. And you talk about like when he getting ready to dive into the boot, the booch cat. So I'm talking about. I'm talking about beforehand. It's very seldom okay. that you find some of those men that know how to that know how to dive in without even doing so at the moment. Mm-hmm. Which means they are the. Are, I had this conversation on Twitter. Uh huh. And. It, I think it was one of my mutuals. He had said something along the lines of he doesn't even like giving out his number anymore. Because mm. um, he said people don't know how to hold, like, basically do you prefer to talk or text? Mm, so yeah. I was like, mm, I prefer to text. I was like, people killed the art of conversation. <laughs> like, literally, that's honestly what it is. You Nothing bores me more than someone. They're like, oh, we should talk on the phone. Okay. I was dead silent. Yeah, it was good talking to you, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I am that person. It was good talking to you, though. Right. I read the text. If you're going to be dull, be dull me via text. Because okay. then I could just easily stop, stop. I could stop replying. We'll be fat. Right. We'll be totally fat. Mm. Except if you want to talk on the phone or whatever. Let's see. Here you go. Here you go. You know, I, I, I'm guilty of code switching with masculine gays as well. Really? Why is that? I am. And why is again, that? because I mirror energy. Mm. Don't do that. Why is that? But don't do that. Why is that? I mirror energy. I don't have a problem with conversing with or desiring masculine and or feminine and or in between gay men. Okay. So, I don't care. And, and furthermore, I don't particularly care for hyper-masculine gay men. So they can't have, like, a deep voice? No, it's not about having a deep voice. You can have a deep voice. You can have a deep voice and be a sissy. That's not the point. I don't... I don't subscribe to the hyper-masculine gay men because I always feel like they're overcompensating with trying to fit in Mm. or trying not to be quote-unquote viewed as being gay. I'm I'm a stickler for authenticity because when I was younger I didn't really I wasn't attracted to fem men mm-hmm. but as I've gotten older that has changed and I realized that my thing is I don't like for people to be disingenuous I want you to be yourself mm. and if you're going to be feminine and or masculine it should come naturally it should not be this facade or show because there are some femme guys that are out here being overly femme but they're overcompensating for the fact that they're femme. So they're trying to be loud and braggadocious to repel people to not try to antagonize them or attack them. They do a lot of extra. I don't like the extra. I know the difference between a naturally feminine gay man and one that's putting on and being extra to be extra. I don't like that. Don't do that. So come around with my best wig and my press lines. If that's you, but I know that's not you, so then that I would be like, uh-uh, I don't like it. 
So you I can't can tell. Not even with a crop top. You can do a crop top. I'll do a crop top. That's not the point. I was gonna come around everything with a crop top. I was gonna give you Pink Friday tees. Let's get What's your fucking my... life. Do what you gotta do. I was gonna give you Pink Friday tees with the little bit with the throwback thing all the way down here and the asymmet- asymmetrical upcut. I was gonna give it to you. I can't. I can't. Anyway, yes, you can. So, oh my god. So my last question for that is: so why do you think guys code switch between this conversation, and what's the root of the necessity to do so? I think the root of the necessity is they trying to get, they trying to get guy. Somebody they want somebody to munch on that don't you cat. Mm. So in code switching, they're kind of hoping that they appease somebody, and that's basically what they want to happen. Yeah, I have to agree with you. It all comes from a place. It, it's code switching between gays mm-hmm. is about desirability and politics. Yes, it is, and. It doesn't even have to be romantic desirability politics because people will also posture and pose to get attention from people to be friends, to be with the in crowd. And I think that all comes from us all being mystics because we're queer, because we're getting in. Mm-hmm. So we always want to fit in. We don't want to be out of the crowd. We don't want to be ostracized or anything like that. I think that's what it is. You know, that they also don't want to be, let's say, because, you know, people still like to nitpick, throw shade, and all this, this and the third. Mm-hmm. So, let's say, you know, let's say my voice is a little higher pitch than, like it was before. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, something like this, something like this. People would actually try and pick on you for that. Yeah. And I've, I've come in contact with some really beautiful guys that have high pitched voices that say that. People don't talk to them because their voice is so high. And it's like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, why is that a thing? Why does it you know, matter? If you're doing what needs to be done, mm-hmm. and the Lord is using you as a vessel. A vessel? A vessel. Okay. Okay. All right. You don't need to overcompensate for anything. That's, and that's all you I'm know, saying. You see the way that my voice got low and sensual out of nowhere. Uh, uh-huh. Ima- imagine, imagine just this young rash, rash, uh, just in my ear, whispering sweet nothings. And I'm just sitting here like, sir, back up off of me with all of this. Uh-huh, as you pull him in closer. Anyway, so all you I real tall... Stocky, fine, deep voice men know that that's the move for Lana. You get close <laughs> enough to him and whisper sweet enough. Bitch, you can say baked potato three times in his ear. He ready. What? I will not have you portray that about mm, me on I air. I mean, you've been saying that this whole damn time. So I have I never. I, I would never. Mm. I'm a virgin. So I'll grab the potatoes and not bake. I'm sorry? <laughs> I said so I'll grab the potatoes and not bake. Is that what you're saying? You fancy with it? That's what it is. I'm saying if I had to choose a meal that I feel that I'm worth, I deserve a plate from Philippe. <sighs> I'll say that. Anyway, so. You're damn right. I'm done stirring the pots. Oh, you're done. Yes, but you know, before I go. Oh, God. We got to do my favorite segment. Which is? How I make you feel, friend. So I got two for you this week. You ready? Oh, shit. Uh, we're gonna do a quick pick your poison real quick. Apple or banana? 
Banana. All right, so let's start with this one. Heal. So you can hear what's being said mm. without the filter of your wound. Ooh. Okay. Heal. Mm. So you can hear what's being said mm-hmm. without the filter of your wound. That's deep. How it make you feel? That's bro. very deep. How it make you feel? Some people need to hear it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heal. Mm. Heal. Oh. So you can hear what's being said mm. without the filter of, of your wound. I promise you, I can do a whole sermon off of that. Listen, it. it I hate that I use it for this because it, it could possibly be a whole show in the future. But it really could. Keep that it just goes back to listening to comprehend and not to respond. Mm-hmm. It goes back to who hurt you. It screams who hurt you. Yes, and it also harkens to the idea and thought that we are often offended in conversations and triggered about things. Because we're holding on to a trauma that we have not resolved. Hello. And when we can resolve our trauma, or even when we have a triggering moment, mm-hmm. to be able to pause and say, you know what? This is not this person's fault. It is not about them right now. This is something totally different. And I need to take a step back and actually hear what's being said right now. Not to mention, when you realize that you triggered someone, let it go. Because they're not going to want to hear anything that you have to say because you've triggered them. Yes. Just let it go. Just let it go. It fell on deaf ears. It fell on deaf ears and that's okay, sis. It is okay. It is totally okay. Hurry on. So, my second one. Go ahead. You ready? Go ahead. Why are you still seeing the best in someone who repeatedly hurts you. <laughs> Why are you still seeing the best in someone mm. who repeatedly hurts you? Pass around the collection plate at this point. I make you feel so. Pass around the collection plate. <laughs> Asha! Yo, this one, whole nation, hear me and hear me well. Say it again for the people in the back that fell asleep. Why are you still seeing the best in someone who repeatedly hurts you? We all have experienced this at one time or another, and there are those of us that are still holding on to this to this day, and I just want us to let yes, it go. Let, that, let them go, please. Your strength and your worth should never be measured by how well you suffer. Mm-hmm. It just don't work like that. And if someone genuinely loves you, trust me, their goal is never to hurt you. It's never to hurt you. If they're continuously hurting you, why do you keep seeking out the best in that person? Why do you keep going back? Why do you keep going back? I can tell you why they keep going back if they ain't want to hear it. The trust me, the sex can't be that great. Why do you? And it ain't even that. Why do you going back? Trauma bonding. We bond over trauma. What? You see something in that person. That feels like home, and home ain't never been the greatest. So that's why you keep going back. You hold on to it because you 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 are familiar with it, or you genuinely believe that you deserve it because of something you did in your past, or mm-hmm. because you've always had this experience. Mm-hmm. I'm here to let you know that that's not the case. Let him go. Yes, else in that motherfucker real quick. There let is, them that, go. There is better on the other side of that. Let thing. her go. That's it. Let cut. You want scissors? <laughs> 
Your shears. I have a fresh, a fresh fact for you. Listen, not grand, op- grand opening out this bitch. That's right. The good ones. The good. That you do the layering to the box with. Not the layering of the box. That's right. That's right. It, it, stiff wear. Stiff wear, ho. <laughs> and that's all I got for stirring the pot, y'all. Oh, I, it's, it's, something's supposed to be done, child. Listen. Something's supposed to be done. So. We mm. thank you all again for yes. being patient with us this week, y'all. We are so sorry. Life happens. Everything that could happen did happen, but here we are. We are still giving you the content that you love and deserve. Yes. Um, You know how we do it around here at Who Raised You Hoes. Before we go, we will be giving you a mental health tip, friend. Ugh, I want you to go first. Want you? That's right. I want you to go first. I had to think about this real quick. <laughs> I want you to go first. Your dad going straight. All right, so my mental health tip for this week. Excuse me. Do some actual research. Yes. I want y'all to stop researching Facebook think pieces, Facebook opinions. Twitter opinions and think pieces. I want you to stop doing all of that. I want you to go to some credible sites. I want you to talk to some doctors. I want you to talk to some folks that know what they are doing and have paid the money and put in the time to give you sound opinions on what to do when it comes to vaccinations and COVID. Because I need to give you all a newsflash. Not getting yourself vaccinated leaves you with what? (laughs) It leaves you with COVID. Period. There is no alternative. It isn't. If you have health circumstances that keeps you from being being vaccinated, I get it. But anything other than that, I want you to care about yourself. Please. And those around you. But if you're not going to care about those around you, care about yourself first. Because I don't want anyone else to die. I don't want anyone else to be deathly ill. I don't. Because the reality of the matter is is that y'all not going to put on your mask. Y'all not going to stay at home. You're going to keep doing what you want to do anyway, so why don't you do it protected? That's all I got. (sighs) Come on. He said he wants you to do your own research, right? Right. My mental health tip this week is going to be a bit controversial. Because it's going to mirror what he says. What you got? You ain't ready for this one. I'm ready. Formulate your own opinion. I'm sick of you hoes literally picking back off of someone else. You are a grown-ass individual. Make a sound decision for your fucking self. I do not want to hear another person that is grown. And when I'm talking grown, I mean 25 motherfucking plus. Tell them, oh, I'm not getting the vaccine for this reason, that reason. The cat had the kitten, and it changes every day. I'm tired of talking about COVID. I am. I'm tired of being confided in my house. I am. I'm tired of all of this. But guess what? You whores that sit here and delay the process because y'all want to do research. What research have you done? Yes. Besides the shared memes of false information that came from your friends. And conspiracy theories that you that, that mirror what you feel about the whole situation. Because sooner or later, and I keep saying this, and I promise you, if it ever comes to it, I'm just going to collectively go back to all the episodes and say, soon it's going to be mandatory. It technically already is. It's about to be mandatory. 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 I want you to remember I kept saying this to all of you. 
Cut the shit. It's coming. Research for yourself. Get it over with. Yes. You don't want COVID. You don't. You don't. You do not want COVID. If there's one thing I can say to you outside of all of this, and I'm speaking from someone that had it and had it bad, you don't want it. That's right. You just don't want to deal with it. At all. You got better things to do with your time. You really do. You got better things to do with your time. Get over yourself. Actually do some research. Make a doctor's appointment and actually go. Hello. Before you actually say, I, 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 I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I wouldn't trust someone's medical opinion that hasn't seen the inside of a doctor's office since they were a teenager either. Let alone, but, he, but here we are. Let alone the inside of a science book. But that's another case for another time. They know. didn't pay attention in the science book because if that were the case, they would actually know how to wear a fucking condom. Instead of sitting here trying to police a woman's body to tell them when they can and cannot have abortions. Woo! But that is a conversation for another real. time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and those without gender, we thank you again for joining us for another episode of Who Raised You Hoes. We will say the same thing that we've been saying all this time. Please like, rate, comment, and subscribe to Who Raised You Hoes podcast. Share with your friends, share with your brother, your sister, your mother, or share with your grandparents because they don't know how to use the internet. We want everybody to listen. Also, be sure Mm. to leave us listener letters at WRYH. Podcast at gmail.com is where you can send them. You can also slide the DMs at WRYH Podcast on both the Instagrams, the Twitter, oh, and also Facebook. And you know, I only, and talk to listening letters, I also push promo. You saw this lovely, lovely voice that Marlon just gave you to wrap up how to contact us. Would you like for him to do a promo for you? Would you like us to do a skit? Promote you on the show. Yeah. It comes at a thesis. Yes, we can do it. That's right. Serious business inquiries only. Hello. WRYH podcast at gmail.com. That's right. That's right. Have that cash app that cash app ready. <laughs> With that being said, thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week. Bye, Ho Nation. Bye!